everybody. Welcome to this edition of Crew Talk brought to you by Shoots Video. My name is Bonnie or Bobby if you're the barista at Starbucks. And today we're going to be chatting with Texas Camera Crews. We've got Olivia, Justin, Casey, and Shanna and Jeremy. Um, I will open up the floor and ask if anybody would like to go first and introduce yourself. Tell us where you are, what you do, just kind of open up the floor if anybody wants to go first. That way I don't put anybody on the spot. Okay, we'll jump in. Oh, okay, he said he'll do it. Okay, Casey. All right. Um, yeah, I'm Casey Showalter. I'm just based south of Dallas. I'm a director of photography. Um, is that it? <laughs> that works. That works for me. Short and sweet. Right. I love it. Yeah. Great. All right. Um, I'm Jeremy. <laughs> I'm Shanna. Uh, we are based in Beaumont, Texas, which is in the Houston area. Uh, we have a production company called Light Strike Productions. I'm a writer director. She's a producer. And we do everything from uh, film and television to commercial production, uh, corporate video, and industrial work. A lot of industrial work with Petrochemical in, in East Texas and the Gulf Coast. So, awesome. Um, I'll jump in then. My name is uh, Justin Fitzpatrick. I am a uh, reality television producer uh, in Houston, Texas. I was actually born and raised in Houston, Texas, and I just got lucky enough to book a show uh, 15 miles from my house. So it's probably been one of the coolest experiences I've gotten to be a part of going home every single day and sleeping in my bed instead of uh, a motel. So it's been it's been fun being here. Uh, my name is Olivia Oppenheim. I am a producer for Blueprint Film Company, and we specialize in documentary and nonprofit work. And we are in the Houston, Texas area. Uh, well, great. I'm so glad that you all are here. I'm usually not as involved in this side of things. So this is always a great learning opportunity for me. I'm just usually told, say this, okay, bye, that you're done. That's all I do for my work. So this is always a really great opportunity for me to learn and everybody who's tuning in. Um, so thank you all first and foremost for being here. It's been great meeting you and I'm really excited to start chatting with you all. Um, my first question is always, how did you get started in production? Shoots Video is a place for creatives to showcase their work and be seen by producers, marketing managers, corporate executives, and other future clients. Add your reel to Shoots Video today. I think it's a very good place to start is how did you get started? Um, well, I mean, I'll jump in. Uh, I got started uh, in film production in the uh, about 1996. Uh, I went to grad school for uh, directing and screenwriting in Virginia Beach uh, at Regent University and got my master's in film and started working right out of the gate with uh, NFL films, uh, just doing sideline shooting. Actually, the documentary sideline uh, shooting that they used to do on Super 16 and 35 and spent a small time uh, working at a company called New Dominion in Norfolk that used to do some older discovery content like new detectives and justice files. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember those, but worked on those for a while and came back, moved back to, uh, to Dallas, to Fort Worth. That's my hometown actually. And uh, just started getting to work in the indie film market, worked on a couple of, sorry, I got a little sunlight here. Uh, we uh, started work on um, some indie films for a while and then uh, worked with the movie studios at Las Colinas for several years. Um, 
and have been involved in production ever since. Uh, came back to Texas to produce a film and Shannon and I met and uh, we, you know, after we were married, we formed Light Strike and have been working actively, actively for about 11 years, 11 years now, so. And I didn't come out of film. I actually came, I thought I was gonna be doing human resources as my career. Um, but then met Jeremy, was very interested in what he was doing. I learned everything from him. I also learned that he's not very organized. So <laughs> my role as producer has made our company, I think, as successful as it is. Very, now. very valuable. Um, I'm also excited to announce that we're now officially female owned. And I think that's super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I learned everything from him. And uh, we make, we're the dynamic duo. That's what we say. It's kind of corny. Sorry, but yeah. No, it's cute. We <laughs> like each other and we work together. Most times we like each other. So, usually. Yeah. But no, we do. We, we have a great time working together. So. I love that. That's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, I'll go. Who's next? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it all started like when I was a kid, when there's ever like ice cream social or like pumpkin patches and stuff, I'd always be interviewed by newspapers or the, you know, news. I literally went to British Petroleum Day in high school just because I wanted to skip class. I didn't care about being an engineer. And I was on the news pretending why I wanted to be an engineer. And then, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know the first thing, but I'll pretend. And then I... My senior year of high school, I was an intern at the Houston Chronicle, and out of all those interns, I was the one doing video blogs, and they got posted on the Chronicle, and then I went to school for Sam Houston, at Sam Houston, and it snowballed into working as a PA all the way to where I am today. Hey, cool. Still climbing. Yeah. And I hooked up with Blueprint, which is really funny. I accidentally wandered onto their set just because I was supporting my friend. Uh, she was the actress, and you can actually see me as a background in one of the, their, their very first music videos that we figured out like three months ago. Like, oh my gosh, that is totally me. So, <laughs> yep, that's how I got here. I love it. I love your manicure, by the way. Yes, oh, please yes. jump in. I'm just complimenting everybody being adorable and manicures <laughs> and everything. Please jump in. Or, Save uh, me from myself. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we do Yeah, I think I just chewed off any manicure um, that I had. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll jump in. I uh, I actually was an intern back in the day when uh, when interning was a thing, and uh, it, it was no pay, but uh, it was a uh, it was a company called BT Two, and they made like uh, local commercials and corporate videos, and then uh, you know they did they hired out for stagehands, and uh, I got to go to Houston Jingle Jam concert, which back in the day um, starred, yeah, I think it was Jojo, the, the, the singer and rapper. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm on stage wrapping a cable and I'm like, oh my God, this is the best life ever. I'm going to do this forever. I don't care if you're not paying me. Um, and did the intern for three months and then you graduate after the internship. And they actually asked me to do another three months. Uh, and I had so much fun doing it. Uh, I said yes. And of course they weren't offering me any pay, um, but I, I did another three months. And uh, during that time, um, the unfortunate event of Hurricane Katrina happened. 
but it caused Oprah Winfrey to come into Houston to do a one week long special. And she rented out the studio that I was working at. And she had a policy that nobody um, on her payroll is unpaid. So I went from making $0 an hour to $40 an hour. And I'm working directly with Oprah Winfrey's editor in the edit days. And at that moment in my life, I was I probably got to hang out with Oprah more times than anybody else because she's overseeing the edits. I'm like, this, this is my life. This is what I want to do. And my internship ended. <laughs> it, it was just luck that the first thing I'm putting, the only thing on my resume is Oprah Winfrey's name. So my first job right out the gate was not a production assistant. It was you're an associate producer. Then it was field producer, senior producer, segment producer, and then all the way up to supervising producer. So it was, it was a wonderful, lucky break, I think. But then you also have to consider that uh, it might not be luck if you're willing to work for free for long enough. Um, but getting, getting Oprah Winfrey's name on my resume for the first thing is really what kind of opened up the doors for me in the, in the very beginning. And ever since then, it's, it's still been the same experience as me standing on stage with Jojo, just wrapping those cables. I'll be on set sometimes. And we just had John Cena, uh, come on set the other day oh, wow. for a, for a build. And, uh, I just stopped and I was like, I just watched his movie, The Fast and the Furious, the other day, and now he's standing on our set, and that that excitement came back to me all over again. So, well, it's been a fun and 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 wild ride, but uh, that's that's kind of how I got to where I'm at. Thanks, thanks, Harpo. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Ooh. All right, I'll follow that one up. I didn't get to meet Oprah. Damn it! But um. I actually, I'm originally from um, just south of Seattle, Washington, and I don't know what got me into it, but I was really into animation. Um, I think it was just as a kid who isn't. So I actually went to school down in San Francisco um, studying uh, computer animation. I really wanted to work for Pixar, you know, it's like the big thing. And um I don't know what happened, but I just kind of learned, I started learning about computer animation and how it kind of worked. And uh, it just started to bore me a little bit, you know, just being at a desk all the time. So then I kind of switched gears and started focusing on uh, cinematography. Um, and uh, I moved to New York and I started working in, started working under a fashion uh, photographer, director. And that's where I kind of started shooting for fashion and beauty and things like that. So I lived in New York. I just actually recently moved to here to Dallas about uh, three or four months ago, but I lived in New York for um, probably about 13 years doing that whole thing. And it was fun. You know, I had a great time out there, learned a lot, met a lot of people, um, shot a lot of fun jobs, but now I'm just relocated mainly just for a change of pace. I'd still love to work for Pixar, you know, I mean, who wouldn't, but uh, you know, for now I'm just kind of uh, taking it day by day, but I still go back to New York to shoot really wherever but um trying to focus my energy on the dallas scene now and and austin because i'm kind of a little bit south of dallas so you know Thank did you that come through that. am i am i breaking up here no we got it so uh but bonnie is uh anything else that you want to hear from us just oh yeah i've got a ton of questions Please. uh yeah i i thought my screen froze for a second so that's why no, i was like no, oh no Okay. Whoo, technology. We don't, right? we don't get to hear your start, Bonnie. 
you don't I, yeah. I get paid to talk all day I'm not they're not here to see me they're here to see you what about Bonnie I want to know about Bonnie okay I'll give you the I'll give you the short answer uh, yeah. I've been an actor my whole life and I was doing I know just a prop that eats according to one of the people I used to work with and um I was doing a lot of theater, which was great. And then TV and film. And then I started hating TV and film. I just didn't like it. I didn't feel like I fit in into any one category. I didn't like how I looked on camera. I always had the RBF, if you know what that stands for. And I was getting pretty upset with just not, not booking work. And I had done a voiceover job a couple of years prior and I just didn't think anything of it. It was like a radio commercial one-off. I was like, that's cool. I'm going to go be on SNL. Bye. And then that didn't happen. And, um, then a couple of my friends in the industry said, you should really like actually give it a try. And I did. And it was that feeling of like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it, it brought me so much freedom and happiness that I hadn't had in years, like since I was getting my theater degree and I've been doing it ever since. So that's, that's the short answer. Well, and now I play eight to 10 year old boys a lot with my job. Uh, so, well, it's a good answer though. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, so now my next, because I have all these hard-hitting journalist questions for you. Um, what kind of clients do you work with? I know we touched a little bit on that. Um, some of you had answered that, but give us some, you know, if you want to brag about some names you've worked with and name drop anything, like who do you normally work with? What types of clients do you work with? Don't mind if I start? We Go for it. Because we we really have kind of a you know bottom to top kind of client list, and we really love everybody we work with. Um, and like I said, we do everything from uh, you know feature film and reality, uh, all the way down to you know commercial you know smaller scale commercial production mm -hmm. and industrial film. And I think we find equal joy uh, in all of that. Say, yeah, it's just freaking loving what we do, even if it's yeah a local commercial it's just i don't know i just love it so much but yeah right well and right now we have a, a feature that's under option uh by a producer uh named jack binder who produced uh upside of anger with kevin costner and did first reform with ethan hawk and uh and uh ran, uh, ran, uh ran over me with don chill and adam sandler which is a great film uh and we're really lucky to have him as a colleague and so those are some of our kind of long-term things that we've been working on for a while. It's based on a screenplay that I wrote a few years ago. Uh, but we, as a, you know, as a couple and as a company, we produced a short film in Austin uh, last year, actually in Dripping Springs. Um, it was a Western and we just got through doing pickups about three weeks ago in Wichita Falls, Texas, out in the middle of nowhere. And froze to death on it and had a lot of people with us that we loved. It was a lot so of... hecking cold. <laughs> yeah. I'm never doing that again. It was brutal. But I say that, but I did. I did it again. But you know, you know, we really love the entertainment, you know, content that we produce. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just today, you know, if you want to go as far, you know, opposite of that spectrum, I, I was working in Southeast Texas today for a client of ours out doing some filming at, at a facility called Blade One, which is owned by Exxon Mobil. And it's just, you know, it was safety stuff. And 
it's stuff that fairly easy, you know, in terms of mm -hmm. producing the content, it's fairly straightforward. There's not a lot of gimmicks to it, uh, but being able to deal uh, and, and talk and, and interview and get testimonials from these people that work so hard and their main priority is protecting each other because it's such a dangerous environment and there's a real you know you know you you know regardless of what your um you know wh whether you love love or hate the petrochemical industry there's a lot of people that love each other and support each other and it's really kind of a touching thing seeing these people that you know when we do these safety films you know the people that have been involved in accidents and have been hurt or you know by mistake hurt someone else uh it, the the real regret the real love they have for each other it's it, it's it's meaningful to me i mean i'll put i'll put it that way so we're, we're pretty lucky we've got a lot of great commercial clients that we work for so we do not only you know local but nationwide commercial work and so we like to travel you know any opportunity to get away from our three daughters is a break so yeah we're but yeah we we love what we do and wow. uh, got a great just have a great uh, production crew. We work very oh closely. God, yeah. So and I'm going to brag on a couple of, uh, on a few things, just for a second, then I'll shut up. But uh, I've been working, Shannon, I've been working with another husband and wife team out of Houston, uh, our cinematographer and his wife, who's a production designer, Donald and Liz Kilgore. Oh, I love uh, them. Oh, you know, Donna, you, you know, know DK and Liz? There's yeah, some of my I love Liz. We work on Academy a lot. DK was just texting me. I don't think he knew I was on this, but he was like, hey, call me when you're done. But yeah, they're very close friends. We use them exclusively for probably seven or eight years now. In fact, DK uh, DP'd the uh, Western that we did, and Liz was our production designer, and they did a phenomenal job. Oh, um, photos I saw on Instagram with JoJo, and she, yes, she, yes. she was there. Yeah. Yes. Huh, okay. Uh, Jojo is their daughter and she is Jordan is she's such a sweetheart a fashion icon and she's like what 10 mm -hmm. or something yeah. yeah she came out and froze with like, us and falls and never complained That's she's, a, she's a great kid um and so but also you know I, I I think I had on the profile I don't know if I meant well I did mention it that I teach uh, film and television at or directing and screenwriting at Lamar University uh in Beaumont and being able to bring in students and kind of cultivate students has been a really it just it's been unexpected. I never thought that I would enjoy uh, being a teacher, you know, uh, because it's not something I mean, even though I'm a, a full time professor now, I'm a, still a full time working filmmaker uh, along with Shanna. And so we have the opportunity via our work to be able to bring students in and get, you know, watch them grow, them. You pay and them, watch them. Resumes, and so it's really and it's, and it's a beautiful thing. That's cool. And it's watching so them cool. kind of get out of the nest and go on. We just had one that we were extremely close to that left Beaumont, just moved out to LA. Uh, I actually moved him out there. It's a long story, but I, I had to go take some meetings and he had never driven a U-Haul. So <laughs> I did it with him and got him, got him out there. And I took a couple of meetings and he was hired on a feature um and is now finishing up through may on the nick this season of basketball, basketball wise. and doing great yeah. so just a lot of kudos well yeah. I mean, it's just a joy i mean i think the thing we love most about the industry yeah we like doing the content but it's the relationships oh god yeah that are Hands just down it's the thing those are the things that stay with you you know product you know product and projects and content 
comes and goes and you make it one year and a couple years later, it's in the past, but it's those relationships that always blow us away about this industry. So yeah. anyway, I'm shutting up. Now, yeah, he's so. long-winded next. <laughs> well, next time I'm moving, I'm calling you to help me okay. move <laughs> my stuff in a U-Haul. I'm out here in LA, so you're you got familiar it. You got with it. me. You'll yeah. do it, I promise. <laughs> okay, in and out burgers on me. Okay. All right. <laughs> what a burger. Sorry, Texas. There you go. Look at it. Look at it. In and out's out here. I don't know what to tell you. Rivalry. Classic oh, rivalry. So. Well, we have Del Taco. How about that? Del Taco. Yeah. Del, Del Taco. Del Taco. Overrated. <laughs> Del Taco got me through college, late night rehearsals, and they had a veggie burrito, and that's what I lived off of for years. So oh, the veggie burrito, Del Taco. Okay. Mm-hmm. Taco trucks. Yeah, California, they're everywhere. You just got to get taco trucks are legit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know, I know. All right. Anybody else want to talk about some of the clients that they work with? Sure. Awesome. Uh, I've worked with like, you know, Mattress Mac for people in the Houston area. Um, I've Mattress worked, Mac. Yeah. I've worked with Lady Gaga for the Super Bowl. Um, Ally, I was a field producer for that for all the halftime show, all the drones behind her. That was a week long of night shoots it was awful but awesome um i worked with george clooney he has very soft hands um jerry he's a beautiful man he is a beautiful man he was very nice too he like actually like stopped and said hey thank you for everything you did like that was really cool that's cool wow um i've worked with let's see here those are the really cool ones uh, I've also worked with like the not so cool people who shall now remain nameless. A lot of um, artists that are mm-hmm. music artists. You got to tell us all the juice. Uh, no, this is just between <laughs> us here. Nobody else. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of uh, divas out there that are not like you know the like the haha green M M&M and M diva, which is actually not really about the green M M&M, and M. It's about your contract, but uh, more of like possibly bipolar manic per people yeah so a lot of a lot of entertaining people that i've worked with it from music videos commercials tv uh documentaries movies oh i i met henry thomas who was the kid in ed which was super yeah. cool yeah that's cool. that is pretty cool uh, that's really cool he was nice uh yeah a lot of people that i'm just really bad with names and faces so there's probably more that I don't remember. So, yeah. Um, I, I'll jump in. I, uh, being in fashion and <clears throat> the beauty industry, it's, I mean, just a lot of those labels, a lot of those fashion people, you know, um, in New York, it was mostly uh, beauty wise, Shiseido, H&M. Um, I did a shoot for Michaels. So I, I kind of run the gamut, you know, there's, um, uh, who else recently, I even did a shoot for, I've, I've shot on a cruise ship before for this one called Seaborn. It was fun. That was in the Mediterranean. That was kind of a, a task running through a tiny cruise ship. Um, but you know, stuff like that. Um, who else? Victoria's Secret back in the day, not anymore really, but, um, they're actually, uh, okay to work for um not as 
not as like annoying as you'd think it would be. Like a lot of the models, I guess in the fashion industry, that's always the question I get is like, are the models um, kind of high maintenance or diva or whatever, but mostly they've always been really nice and, and appreciative and helpful and they do what you ask them to do. And, you know, it's just like any other industry, if you're in TV or film or whatever, you know, it's like, you know, it's typically people are doing their job the way they should and it's a smooth shoot. But yeah, for me, it's, it's, yeah, mostly just, fashion out here in dallas it's a lot of neiman marcus um in the fashion world i guess um recently did a jc penny thing uh we did a thing for marriott um not here we traveled out of town for that but um through a production company here so you know stuff like that but you know typically it's going to be fashion for me but i'm trying to get you know more lifestyle and stuff like that under my belt as well awesome Love, really cool stories here. I want to work with Lady Gaga. That's awesome. There's just so many cool, so cool just to hear people's stories about who you're working with and your experience with that. And it's pretty cool. Justin, did you have any you wanted to share? I mean, in the reality television space, your only client is the network. So, I mean, right now my client is Discovery. Um, and then when the show ends, my next client will be whatever network buys the show and buys the rights. So you're, you're, you're a one client kind of, uh, band when uh, when it comes to making a television show there's really nobody else that you have to appease except for uh the network on time and on budget that's that's the two priorities okay but you have to tell us is yes. it really real or is it scripted well, it, depends. it depends on which show i mean is is the kardashians real hell no um <laughs> is uh is live pd real yes so <laughs> There's, there's two different things. Uh, it would be, uh, it would be dependent on which show you want to talk about. Okay. Really Kardashians isn't real. I didn't need to Yeah, no, totally that. fake. <laughs> oh, there just so happens to be a camera crew already in the restaurant that they just decided to go to at the last second. And then the yeah. table and there's nobody else surrounding them. And at the table, the, the, the DP's got perfect cameras lined up at this exact moment when it's sunset. So the, the sun isn't in your eyes at that exact. Yeah, that's not scripted at all. No, no, that sounds perfectly no. natural. Yeah. I agree. Very natural. I love the stories with her and, 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 and uh, Kanye right now, though. I mean, this is just keeping the whole world entertained, you know? Yeah. Is the show still on? Is the show catching all of this? No, like... it's, there's going to be a spinoff now. They quit the show, but now it's going to be oh. Kanye, Kanye and Kim. <laughs> with, with a little Pete Davidson on the side. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I only know through me. I, I look, I'll be the first person. Yeah, to I, don't, make. I only know. Yeah. I don't watch reality television. I, I watch the kind of shows that I make, which are more like informative. I wouldn't say docu, but I, if I'm going to watch reality television shows, it's going to be documentary travel shows, informational shows, build shows, renovation shows, um, and not housewives. No offense to anybody that has ever worked on that show. We've all done stuff that, that pays the bills, but um yeah the the, the scripted it, it falls under the umbrella of reality television but it's not it's really really not when you're doing any kind of ensemble cast um 90 of the content is already written out and let me let me backtrack that i would say a good 70 percent of that content is written out so they'll come up to you with a, with a theme of the day like oh today you're gonna get a flat tire and you have left your cell phone at your house and then now what are you gonna do? How do you figure that kind of situation out? And then what falls in after that? It's not scripted where they have a line that they're reading, but it's like, they know what they're getting into that day. Oh my gosh, I got a flat tire, whatever can I do? And then 
somebody drives by and then that's kind of where that moment unfolds. So it's definitely not, not really reality, but they get away with it because it's not scripted because there isn't a script. Mm. Even in the most generic, like the show that I'm working on right now is really authentic, but we still do pickups and we still do the talking heads to, oh, you know, maybe we didn't get that um, OTF, which is on the fly interview in that moment. So now we need to do more of a formal sit down kind of interview that's going to cover our basis that cuts to supporting footage. So, I mean, that part obviously is, again, not, not, not scripted, but definitely, you know, for the most part is, is real and authentic. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you if Santa was real next, but I think uh, I'm just going to skip past that. Of course, that. of course. Uh, yeah, I was on a, a courtroom show years ago and, and I met my sister the day we filmed. And I, we were, I was suing her, I think it was years ago, but that was that weird, like everything is, you know, you, you the illusion is shattered. So it's just very interesting to hear other people's stories. What was stories. it like catching up with your lost sister after X amount of years that you had never met? Oh, I, it was uh, it was interesting. We didn't really look alike, so I didn't quite understand <laughs> that casting. But we're yeah. still friends. We're still friends on Instagram, so that's cool. That's, you should be friends with your sister on Instagram. That's good. I mean, I lost the case, though, which was nonsense, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I Bitter much? It's only been nine years. It's fine. Um, I'm totally over it. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for that. Um, let me see. I have a couple more questions because I know we, we touched base on some of them. Oh, yeah. One we have to ask. How have things changed over the last few years for you in regards to everything? Just a broad gesture just encompasses everything. <laughs> I don't even think I need to say it. It just don't everything. say it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm just everything. Actually, not a lot has really changed for me. We're adding like Zoom qualities onto remote people coming in looking at what the set is happening. So the work never stopped for me. It's just adding an element in as in like Zoom or Vonage or something along those lines and adding a camera to show them what the set looks like and then uh, plugging directly into the camera for someone who is distant to see what's going on. That's about it. For me, it was just the masks. It wasn't really, I mean, we kept shooting, we kept doing everything. They just had more protocols. We'd be testing every time we'd go on set and masking up and just things like that you know that was that was really the only oh there's my daughter that was the only like big uh <laughs> um so you know we've got one about that age she's yeah. with grandma so yeah because she's but she's doing the same thing right now yeah she loves uh she loves being on film oh so does <laughs> So go ahead. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's about it. Everything else kind of, you know, they just tried to keep going. Well, you know, for us uh, as a company, we, we really have gone through a, a bit of a transition. Um, you know, COVID, you know, I think for Southeast Texas, I know a lot of my colleagues in Houston, because it's so much commercial production, you know, it's really driven by marketing dollars that it, it slowed down to a degree. Yeah, uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to be kind about that. It, I mean, it got that, kind of scary. Yeah, so. yeah. There were some times we were white knuckling, but it, it allowed us as well. You know, with every 
challenged. I think there's opportunities and we had, you know, we had time to kind of go after and, you know, number one, for example, the, the Western I was talking about that we filmed that I directed and Shannon produced and in Austin last year, that was something that we've been wanting to do, but we have just been so wall to wall with work that you just never can do it. It meant it was costing you money. So to a degree, I think there, there, what, you know, you got to look at the silver lining and, and it's turning out to be a great project. And we're going to be out in LA at the end of June to finish post on it, to try to get it ready for, you know, in time for next year's uh, festival run. But also another big thing, you know, Shannon mentioned, we are now the 5149 uh, as a company uh, in terms of female ownership, you know, so Shannon's now majority owner on it. And, and so that's, been a good thing. I mean, there, there's practical reasons to do that, but also, you know, there, it, it's one of those things that giving, you know, kind of moving that over, uh, there's been a lot of benefits to it as well. Um, you know, not the least of which is, you know, I'm a coward and I'm too weak with my clients and Shanna doesn't have a problem putting the hammer down when it, you know, when you love what you do, it's hard for me to ask for more money. I'm just tend to be one of those guys. <laughs> You know, it's like, sure, I'll do it. I'm you know, okay. yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll do it. She's like, no, you're not. You're getting paid. Um, I like you know, so. So, yeah, I go. I'm so, like that. No, we can't problem. do that for free anymore. We've done it for free for years. No, yeah. it wasn't free, but it was, well, it, it was one of those things that I, uh, I am terrible. I, I, you know, I love my clients and they can see it a thousand miles away. He calls you know? us good cop, bad cop, which I don't, so it, I, I'm it, not, I'm not mean. No, I just, the, the clients love her too, but she doesn't have a problem holding their feet to the fire, you know, where I'm, you know. Well, I, I mean, it's business, yeah. right? And he's like, I love you so much. <laughs> let's be best friends. And I'm like, yes, let's be best friends. But uh, you owe me this much money. You know, this is business, you know, sorry. But yeah, just a lot of things, you know, it, it's been a, a good transition. It was, you know, uh, it, it's just been the right move at the right time. And I don't think a lot of it would have happened had we not had a moment. Down. Yeah, a slowdown and a moment to breathe. You know, COVID was scary, but, you know, it didn't, you know, we, we we're fine. And it, it, it was just, you're used to a certain, you know, you know, consistency of work. And when it starts getting sporadic, especially in this business, because, you know, it, it's, a, it's a little bit scarier and we're, we're not salaried workers, you know, right. we're creative professionals mm -hmm. and there's a whole uh, dynamic that goes with that, you know, where you've got to have some int intestinal fortitude if you're going to be in this business. So there are those moments. So, but yeah, that we've, we've gone through some changes and I think for the better and Things are definitely on the upswing uh, lately, and so I think the you know marketing money is coming back, and people are feeling more comfortable doing you know bigger and newer advertising. So it's been it's been great in that respect. So fantastic, cool. Did I get every? Yeah, Justin, you got to tell us now. <laughs> I, it's, I, it's, Awkward. I, I don't know how it worked out the way that it did, but I haven't missed a day since since COVID started. Um, it's it's weird to even say that, but I, I guess I'll backtrack. COVID hit, and I was producing a show called Live PD, and Live PD was like the number one television show on cable, and we had just got picked up for another fifty episodes. 
which when you're a freelance producer, that is like, okay, I could breathe for another year and a half and I know what I'm doing. And uh, unfortunately, I believe the riots started and uh, the, the defund the police movement started and they made an executive decision to shut it down. And the night that I found out, I got piss poor drunk and was talking to all the other producers like, oh, I'm going to remember you and all. If I get brought onto a show, I'll bring you onto my show and, and all these, this back and forth talk. And it was, it was a scary moment because we had all planned out the next year and a half in our life. And then boom, show shuts down. COVID was going on. We were considered essential because police were considered essential. So our jobs were still going because the police were still out there, you know, protecting and serving and doing their jobs to, oh my God, we're not going to get a job during the middle of a pandemic. And somehow I put out my resume that night. I, to this day, I don't remember it. And at 7.45 the next morning, <laughs> I get a phone call with a horrible headache. And I'm like, hello. And it's this, hey, I got your resume and I'm talking to this guy for 30 minutes. And I finally had to go, hey, listen, um, I don't remember sending you this email. Can you, uh, let me explain to you my situation. And he was just like, oh yeah, you know, I, I, I heard about it. It was all on e-news and the entertainment sites that the show got canceled. And he goes, when I saw your, your, uh, your resume, I figured I would give you a call immediately because I figured you were throwing your resume out. And I was like, wow, cool. So long story short, he goes, Hey, well, I have a position um, in Houston, Texas, and it's actually where my home base was. Um, and he goes, we're, we're going to try to work out some things and there are going to be some not full weeks, but we are trying to push through um, this COVID protocol because I was working, I'm currently working on the same show, but uh, it's, it's a car custom, and this is where it's it's tricky to say, but it, it was also considered essential because it's in the automotive business. And so the automotive business didn't shut down. And as long as the the car show that I was working on was filming, we were given access to film with a ton of protocols and testing and masks and, and all that good stuff. Um, but I didn't end up um, losing a day. And so it's kind of yeah, I'm I'm grateful, but I'm like, man, I have some I have some executive producers that were above me that I was looking to, you know, grow into that role that were like, dude, I, I could operate a camera um, if if you have any openings. And it was just eye opening. And it was it, it, it broke my heart during that whole whole thing. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm just extremely grateful. And I, I don't know how that worked out for me that it just got that lucky. Um that's kind of, I guess, let, let me end on something positive here. If we're talking about what's changed. Um, one of the things that we did, and I say we, my executive producer had already kind of put this into play, but um, the company that represents us is Sonar Productions and they're based out of um, Canada. Um, so they have an entire post team that, and as you guys know, Canada is like still, you know, shut down in ways. Um, they were able to make a post team where they sent um, specific servers to the editor's house and linked up this unity system. And now the editors can work from home and we're no longer dependent on FedEx as our means of shipping footage. So we don't have to um, take the, the digitized footage uh, and put it in the computer, make a backup hard drive and then do a shipping drive. And then it gets there in two to three days. We can now download or upload um, the the moment we're done filming for the day and that evening it's ingested in Canada. And so at 7 a.m. when they're starting to work on things, they're already seeing what we filmed yesterday. And so this pipeline has been a huge lifesaver for me, 
somebody that doesn't know much in post, one of my biggest complaints about production is it's always this last minute thing where, okay, we, we've got these pickups that we have to do. I'm sending you, sending you a couple of lines that you have to get today. And it's like, wait a minute, why didn't I get any heads up on this? Like, there's no warning. Well, the network's asked for these corrections and we need this and that and the other. This pipeline that has been con kind of created ever since COVID has caused certain people to, to be, you know, staying at home and whatnot has created a streamline that is really, really translated from post being kind of independent and at their home to also the fluidity of my ability to move forward in, in the field because I'm getting instant feedback on footage, scenes that did or didn't work that normally we would have to wait a week or two to hear feedback on. Um, and then uh, pickups aren't this, oh my God, we have to get it now. The second the network sends you know, an email or an update, it's okay, cool. I'll get this done by the end of the day, if not first thing in the morning. And then the response is, all right, if you get it first thing in the morning, just upload it, pull your cards, upload it and get it to us, you know, before lunchtime. And it's, mm -hmm. it's been this huge headache that somehow during everybody kind of staying at home, technicianal gurus or technicians and people that know way more than me were able to put together this idea that we don't have to be relying, uh, dependent on, you know, FedEx and its schedule. Um, and it's, it's, it's made things a lot, lot easier. Yeah, that's great. I have two questions for you, Justin. Do you know an Adam Flack? I don't, I don't, I'm not great with names, but I don't think I know an Adam Flack. Okay. He's a camera operator on live PD. So that's why I was just asking. Oh, do you know what city he was in? No. Okay. Um, also, did what, the car show you were talking about, is that extensive metalworks? Yeah. 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 So fun story. Uh, my ex-boyfriend actually got a car custom made from there. Oh, really? Was he on the show or was it off camera? Off camera. Oh, very cool. That, yeah. So <laughs> look at that. All of us know each other somewhere or the other. Well, that's actually, you're kind of the glue that's holding everybody together. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out a degree away from Casey eventually. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, what Josh, the heck are Josh you degree, now is actually... I feel left oh. out. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Casey. Sorry. To... No, I just feel left out. Everyone's got a connection somehow. I'm like, what's my degree here? What's, uh, am I like 12 degrees out of this group? Give Come Olivia on, like five minutes and she's got you. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, that's true. Well, Casey, you and I go way, way back to when I was on that courtroom show and you were there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, true. That's true. But yeah. I mean, it's just you and me, but you know, it's. Hey, man, I'm trying. Really... I'm trying. I'm trying, man. <laughs> you sued him too, Bonnie? <laughs> what? You sued him too? Wait, my sound keeps cutting out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said you sued, sued Casey. Well, it wasn't. Your sister and Casey, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Casey was there. I sued them both, but I was just trying to, you know, make it look good. Yeah. So, but Justin, I was going to ask you, I recently was introduced to a producer, he's a field producer for Hoarders named Jay Jones, I think, from Beethoven. Mm -hmm. Do you know him? No, I don't. Now, I will, I will. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'll be out in Abilene filming some stuff for uh, Reality Concept on the 8th and 9th. I was just curious cool. if, you, if you knew him, I, you know, sometimes no, community is such a small world you know everybody knows everybody and well it, it is in that aspect but it's this is again this is my first time to work in my hometown and mm -hmm. for the last 15 years of my career I've been traveling so 
everybody's like, oh, you work in Texas. Have you worked with this person? And it's one of those unfortunate things where mm-hmm. our crew has been the same crew since I came on. So there's not a revolving door on my show, which doesn't open me, open up the opportunities for me to meet too many other, you know, camera operators and whatnot in, in my area. So I always do the best I can to try to help anybody, but it'd be great if you have recommendations, pass them along my way and I'll pass them along to the next person. Cause you know, I do get calls like, Hey, are you still in the Texas area? Are you available? And the answer is typically, or it's always no, but I don't like giving out a no. I like to give out a, a solution or, or a, an option, which actually is why I got invited on this. I couldn't do one of the gigs. And I said, well, hell, let me try to get you in touch with some, some cam ops and some DPs that I know. Yeah. If you can't do a job, it's always good to try to be remembered one way or the other. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, if you can't be the solution, then try to supply it. Ooh, I like that. You're welcome. You can use writing that down. Yep. Go for it. That's that's how I run my. You know what? If that shows up in my show, uh, you'll know where it came from. Okay, (laughs) I'm counting on it. I'm counting on it. Um, that's, that's kind of what I do when somebody comes to me and they're like, Hey, Bonnie, can you do this script as a 25 year old male? And it's like, do I No, I can't, but I know people who can let me connect you to them. A, they don't suck. B, they're reliable. C, I would put my reputation on the line for them and they will do a much better job than me trying to lower my voice down here to sound like a 25 year old man. I'm like, look, I can play a boy up to 12 and I'm out. That's, that's it. (laughs) Is that your cutoff? That's my cutoff is 12. Yeah. As soon as the voice starts cracking, I'm out. I can't play a boy anymore. So that's, that's my out for doing male voices, but yeah, that's, you know, try to provide the solution if you can't do it yourself. Um, Yay. Look at that. We all have that in common. I love it. Got it. (laughs) I'm so happy. My legacy lives on. Um, So this is a two-part question. The second part is a little bit more important to me than the first part. So we all, you know, we have a lot of different areas that we work in, but what does a typical day look like on set for you? And the most important question, how much coffee do you drink? Good question. Are we talking about pre-production, production, production, or post-production right now? Yes. (laughs) Any one of them. Uh. So I bounce from field producing to location managing because in Houston, you can't just be one thing because the pool here is it's a big city, very small community. And so um, you just kind of have to do a lot of things. Uh, typical day from, let's just say, field producing or production managing. Um, I drink a lot of Red Bull. I don't drink and coffee and um Sometimes I take these, the Yippee Time Speedy Drug Adderall to help nice. getting it through. Yeah, I'll admit to that. Um, <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, it's a lot of coffee, a lot of Red Bull, a lot of Adderall. And sometimes my days are like 18, 19 hours, rinse and repeat. And especially if you're, if I'm like field producing, producing, production managing, it's, I'll sleep when it's over, maybe. And then uh, location managing is a lot more chill. That's actually more what I like to do more is location managing because I'm really good at being like, hey, random person, can I come and film in your establishment? No, we're not that big of a circus. We're a circus, but not that big. It'll be fine. 
I'm actually a way better location manager than that's not actually how I pitch it. But um, we're gonna have to remember that, Olivia, because that <laughs> if we could pick out one thing we mutually hate more than anything is doing our own location managing and location scouting. Eat. I People mean, are so weird yeah. about it. They're like, wait, what's this for? Because, you know, it's real backwoods here. So you're like, oh, y'all making movies? I'm like, oh, you making porn? I'm like, no. <laughs> Can you just stop talking? <laughs> Usually a man that said that. Yeah, typically. Um, but I hope that answered your question. Oh, actually, the, I have filmed in Beaumont before. It was for a lawyer scientologist documentary oh okay <laughs> which documentary scientology oh, oh really in beaumont what? they have that in beaumont weird no. oh, <laughs> not that i know of uh, but if they do uh, it doesn't surprise me beaumont can be a bizarre place at times i know okay cool that's cool where did you do you recall where you filmed yeah okay you can't tell us oh nda okay. <laughs> well just point us towards the documentary send us a link <laughs> i mean it's it's a safe house there so like oh okay oh, yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. oh i see I oh by all the rednecks no yes. oh what no they <laughs> so it's actually like like people that are you know she can't talk about it well okay if you can't talk Escaping. about it i can tell you this it's a safe house it's a three-letter agency it wasn't clear. Oh, well, I mean, what documentary? You can't even say the name. You can send me. I a mean, link. you can find my name and then go backwards we'll from IMDb and work out that way. Backwards engineer this. Oh, yeah, I can. I can find a lot of things. I put myself through college as a private investigator before I went yeah, home. So I've got exactly. lots of little tricks. We'll say that um, was cute. Shoot yeah. to me on. I showed up. They're like, hey, this is what sometimes I just kind of forget to ask what project I'm working on. I'm just like, right. you know? especially when I started out. And they're like, you know what you're doing? I was like, no. You're like, you're driving. I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like, you're driving and you're going to have to do some maneuvers to make sure we're not being followed. I'm like, you know, what did I sign up for? Oh, oh. <laughs> so, my favorite type of driving. Yeah. Wow. We were talking about Fast and the Furious earlier. So yeah. there it is. Where are, where, what are we on right now? What question is this again? <laughs> <laughs> Shh, just go with it. Yeah. Uh, what does your typical day on set look like and how much coffee do you drink maybe to get through oh, it yeah. or in general yeah dodging people while driving yeah. apparently is one of olivia's typical days Oof. i mean I, i'm just gonna nail i'm gonna hammer this down real quick i mean mine I walk in and uh, I normally, if I'm, if I'm drinking coffee, it's going to be like maybe one in the morning because if I'm shooting, especially if I'm operating and uh, it's not fun, if I'm drinking a lot of coffee and it's like coming at me and, you know, I'm like, oh, right in the middle of the shot and I don't know when this is going to end and I'm about to pee myself. So um, tend to avoid the diuretics when I'm, when I'm shooting. Um, but, you know, for, for me and my role, you know, uh, I normally get in uh, pretty much right away checking with like the, the client, the director, and then um, get to work with the, the g and &E crew, um, getting everything set up for the shoot, you know, um, eventually once they're ready for the first shot, then I meet the talent, whoever we're shooting, and I, you know, introduce myself just so I'm not some random creepy big bearded redheaded guy that's sitting there staring at them through a camera. 
and uh, you know try and make myself as you know polite as I possibly can be and, and make everyone comfortable and you know just roll with it um, obviously if the director's there I try and like put a lot of the heat on that person to just be the bad guy or the person that's you know talking to everybody but um but yeah and then we just shoot you know I get a camera and I just hold it and I point it at things and the blast <laughs> make sure people don't go off their mark you know the lighting looks good making sure like uh you know just everything looks good that's the biggest thing and that record has been pressed and you know that we're rolling and um and that's it you know and then I hand off that media and make sure that people are doing their jobs to back it up and the money's made you know boom <laughs> you guys know you get it that's it that's all I do I feel like a typical day for me is like Olivia I wear many 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 hats from obviously pre-production uh you know which is okay um I do have a lot of help if I need it um but most of it you know especially with commercials it's so super simple and so I can do those on my own usually. Um, location scouting though is something that I hate doing, like I said. Um, but during principal photography, it gets hectic and that's my favorite part because I love the chaos. Um, I do, um, on set, I do wear many hats still just because, you know, some clients still have to you know, watch money and budget. So I feel in as a production manager all the time, every time I'm hiring myself, because just because really, I don't think there's, there's one other person I think that's, that's qualified to do it. Um, so I mean in our circle. Yeah. In our circle. Right. Of course. And then, you know, sometimes I'll PA, like I don't have any problem doing the, that kind of stuff at all. I just did, uh, I was just a PA on a GLP uh, still shoot and they're pretty big so that was kind of cool um, so I don't have a problem but anyway back to set life um, I do run into problems especially shooting like westerns when there's a lot of, I know I sound like I'm okay I'm just gonna make this point because like these people small town they look at me and they're like oh you an actress I'm like no I'm a producer and it's like it's hard to get respect as a female on a film set a lot of times, but just especially in Beaumont, like bigger cities like Houston, Austin, other places, no problem. People understand the role, but people really don't understand the role. So it's kind of a fight sometimes if I need something done, it's always kind of a little struggle. And it's almost like they're kind of challenging me, like, oh, you're asking me to do this, you know, I, I don't know. They just feel insecure, I guess. So that can kind of slow down my day because that does happen a lot, believe it or not. It's shocking. But um, at the end of the day, I look at what we do and I'm always so happy because our crew just, it's, they're so great. They're so wonderful. They work hard for us. And I'm so happy at the end of the day, even when there's, you know, things that go wrong because things always go wrong. And we fix it and it's a great day and we'll go 12, 14 hours and I'd get up and do it again every single day. So it's great. And I don't drink a lot of coffee because like Casey said, you have to go pee every five seconds and I don't have time to pee. So 
Oh, well, okay. I do, I do drink a lot of coffee and, um, a lot, uh, but I'm usually like, you know, I, you know, the, you know, on most of the productions, if not all the productions, I'm usually there. There's very few that I don't direct for the company. Um, and so I'm, I'm, you know, before I was directing, uh, I was a first AD. And, and so I think I've kind of got it in my DNA to kind of be the first one on set and the last one off. And, and just, I'm always wanting to be there and just kind of with this, just, anxious energy that I'm ready to jump in and get moving. And um, uh, I, I love, you know, I, I love production. Even like she said, even when things are going wrong, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I still, I, I don't think I've ever walked off a set thinking, questioning, you know, whether this is what I, I want to do with my life. I don't think I've ever had that moment. Right. And uh, so, yeah, we, we stay very busy and we're just really lucky, you know, whether we're shooting here locally or whether we're traveling, you know, we did a shoot in Nashville last November and we still were able to, you know, we hired some local Nashville crew, but we were still like our keys, like DK, uh, you know, Donald Kilgore, uh, Olivia was with us out there on that shoot and it's just it's just, I don't know how to put it. It's just amazing when you get to do creative work with people you care about, you know, friends. And, you know, there, there's times that, you know, people are busy and we, we branch out and he works with other directors. I'll work with other, you know, DPs from time to time, uh, depending on the logistics of the moment. But it, it's great just, you know, being there. It's kind of like, you know, anybody that's been involved in production, it's kind of like going to war sometimes you know, and depending on, you know, what you're dealing with. And it's great having people you, you know, and you trust and you care about and you don't get sick of because, you know, I've been on sets like that many times where there were just, you know, it, it was a, it, it was work, but it tended to be a, a kind of a gut-wrenching experience because there were so many conflicting personalities on set. And, I think, you know, when I and Shanna opened our company, we, there was kind of an unspoken rule that, you know, yeah, we want to be prosperous in our com company and we want to make money, but we never want to do it at the expense of sacrificing friendships and relationships, you know, and, you know, maybe that's a naive mindset, you know, as I say, nice guys finish last, but from our experience, that has not been the case. You know, we've had a rule. We've got a great reputation in, in our community and beyond. Mm -hmm. Very proud of that, you know, and uh, proud of the people we work with. So we just, we can't wait to get to set, you know. Uh, so even when you're exhausted, you're ready to fall down. Like when we were up in Wichita Falls, it was probably the coldest day on set I've ever experienced in my life. It, it was, was 19. You know, trying to direct, it was so cold. Horrible. Was we were outside in open field. It was nothing. Yeah, we were it out. Horrible. It was actually <laughs> just south of, uh, of Wichita Falls out in, on a ranch and uh, in a little town called Henrietta. And it was so cold. Uh, I, I was having a hard time making directorial decisions <laughs> because my body just, all I could think about was how much physical pain I was in at that moment. It was so brutally <laughs> cold. So but I'm, I looked over and, you know, I've got everybody on set and Nobody was going to be the first one to complain. No, no. And that no was one. like, I was like, oh, that's Just a good me. feeling. And 
you know, even my not, you know, knuckleheaded student that came out and only brought a sweatshirt, even though we told him it was going to be 30. I don't think he realized what that would mean. He never complained. And I was like, so proud, you Smiling, know, having fun. you know, I think he learned his lesson. He'll bring a nice jacket next time. <laughs> uh, but he, we, that, that's, uh, every day is a great day for us on school. Sorry, I thought I had my phone off and my alarm is going off. So apologies, but that's my take on it. Lots of love and lots of coffee. You know, that's the way I feel. Sorry, about. my teenager is lurking. Can I help you? This our Kaya. I'm this sorry. It's our 16 year old Kaya who looks just like her mom. So, okay, but somebody else take the, you know, take it and run. Uh, I think I've babbled. I've, I've, I've been trying to find out what CIA, FBI movie Olivia's been working on. Oh, uh, please tell us, tell us, tell us. But, but I want to know where the uh... well, no, it's it's I could multitask as a producer, but I felt like you guys saw that I was looking down, so the majority of the time I was just trying to stay here with you guys. But uh, I, I, I gotta click on every single one of them because there's there's a lot of there's like uh, cold justice sex crimes was on there, and I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe that one's it. But uh, you did the vet life mm -hmm. season one, season one, I directed season two. Oh, I wish I was there on season too oh i've heard i've heard many stories i've heard many stories of one which is why they changed up the format and brought in a whole bunch of new moving parts for uh season two yeah good times we'll leave it at that uh yep. coffee coffee we're talking about coffee folks um if i'm if i'm producing a show maybe two cups of coffee if i'm directing a show 15 cups of coffee because i'll be moving around so much i'll set my coffee down and forget where i went and then all of a sudden it's cold and then i'm like okay i need to go get another cup of coffee so it's it's it varies depending on how chaotic it, it can get when you're just always moving scenes and changing lighting and talking to talent wrangling talent trying to wrangle crew and then you set your coffee down it's gone you got to make another one so producing i'm kind of sitting in a chair or uh, looking at a monitor and it's nice and just drink my one or two cups of coffee um as far as hours are concerned um so any, any reality crew knows 12 is standard. 12 is standard for all crew, but you are the cool company if you instill 10s and they will remember you and work harder for you if you're working 10s. But it's, it's and it's kind of sad that we've, we've gotten to this point um, that 12s are standard because if you think about it, that's half of your day. And then another four or five hours are spent you waking up, eating, dressed, getting to work. But um, at, for crew, 12 for sure. Um, and then as a producer, you're probably tacking on another four after that because you're taking your job home with you. You got to figure out scheduling and then you got to figure out content and you got to read write up your notes. Um, and then you got to make sure, you know, what's coming down the pipeline in the next couple of shoots, who needs to be where and whatnot. So you could easily do 16, 17 hours. And by that time, you're, you're hoping for six hours of sleep. Um, so it's rough, but it all depends on, you know, really, I'm sure Olivia, you know, when, when you work in a reality television but then you go to a corporate world or you work in management it, it, it varies um but the one thing that is consistent is if you're working in the field you're probably putting in 12s yes that's true i will back him up on that i will third that <laughs> it's miserable but I, I i feel for the producers i actually always feel really bad for them in, in that regard because it is like i guess that's why you guys must kind of push for 10s though because that means your day is gonna be more like 14 instead of 16, yeah right but but i've always had so much respect for crew because 
I, I've done shows where I'm a producer shooter. And then there are a few times where I've picked up a camera. Now I'll never take a solo camera gig just because it's, it's, I'm never going to give you what you need <laughs> as a camera operator. Um, but I, I've, I've subbed in where it's like, you know what, take an hour break. Let me shoulder it for an hour. And in an hour's time, I'm peeling that camera off of my shoulder. So for these crew to be out there shouldered up for at least 10 of that 12 hour, it's brutal. It's two totally yeah. different things. Like as a producer, you are mentally exhausted and your body wants to shut down. But yeah. as long as you get a little bit of sleep, your mind can recover from that. Now, as a shooter, as a DP, if, if you pushed your shoulder as far as it can go, you need more than a day to recover from that. You're not going to recover. So it, it's, I'm okay with being more mentally exhausted than I am physically exhausting, even though exhaustion is exhaustion. I just... Yeah, that's why I think that everybody should be doing tens because it's like, look, you have a, and I hate to, I hope that this doesn't sound a certain way, but you have a machine and that machine is your your um, director of photography and your camera operators. Now, in order for that machine to work, it needs to be properly oiled and 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 needs to function correctly. And if you're hammering, if you're, I'll use a car term, if you're using twenty pounds of boost on a turbocharger, you're gonna you're gonna blow out that engine a lot quicker. So it's it's always in everybody's favor, no matter what the executives say uh to to shoot for tens you know shoot for yeah. tens because you, you know your your crew who's doing the manual labor that's going to have more time for their bodies to recover and producers to maybe get a little extra yeah. sleep that's yeah. true i want you to be the producer on every shoot i'm on now <laughs> yeah. well just spread the I word and with a lot of producers that do not think that way yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I will defend yeah. the, that aspect of things is a lot of times producers are that direct line between the network and they could be getting hounded or the production company could be behind budget yeah. and they don't see the window or the light at the end of the tunnel, especially if you're in the field and, and your execs are not and they're like, our, our footage is not, you know, coming together the way we want it to. Well, the answer isn't shoot longer and shoot more. The answer is let's be precise. Let's be snipers with our footage as opposed to shotgun blasts. Yeah. I really like that analogy. That was good. Yeah, that's really, really, really shot me right in the heart there. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to throw a pun in there. I don't know if that worked. Nobody didn't. Shot you right in the heart. Didn't land. Pun bon Jovi. I laugh. Jovi, right? <laughs> I think yeah. we could. Well, no, because you're talking about guns. Yes, I had to. I had, I had to. I had to throw in a gun reference at some point. Being a veteran and from Texas, it's kind of in my nature. Awesome. Well, we do. We are a little bit over time. Um, I want to hang out all night with everybody and just drink copious amounts of coffee and Red Bull together. Um, but you know, since Olivia is the, the glue that's Olivia's, holding uh... us all together, what? Or Adderall in Olivia's case. Yeah, or Adderall. I mean. <laughs> They do different drugs here in LA. That's all I'm saying. But um, uh, no, but I would love yeah, for you know, uh, how can we contact you to stay in touch after this? That way, the world is a little bit smaller. And then Casey, you and I can actually go on a show together. Um, how can we stay in touch? Yes. If you want to put it in the chat, and then if somebody happens to be listening right now and they can't get to the chat, um, if you could just tell us. And then uh, put your information in the chat as well. And then that will be available afterwards um, in the replay. That would be awesome. Instagram. Sorry, I got very excited. I love Instagram. <laughs> I, should just, I should just put my home address here and that, that's yeah. good. Also, I'm your on my website, way, bro. 
and yeah. your social security number just to really yeah. make sure security we code for the house i was about to say yeah. got it it's uh okay there no, it's there awesome yeah i mean my my emails and then i'll put my website as well but caseyshowalter.com casey showalter on instagram casey showalter everything you know it's just that's, that's it nobody knows we love a consistent brand consistent brand is yeah. great we yeah. love it makes it easy to find you yeah, Light Strike Productions. You can check us out on sure. the website. You can email us, just our first name, and then at lightstrikeproductions.com. Yeah. Fantastic. And you guys stay in touch. And yeah, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Pleasure meeting you. Casey, what do you shoot on, by the way? What's your, do you own your own camera package or? Uh, you I do. I, I have a red. I shoot on a red Monstro right now. Oh, but, okay. Cool. Um, it's uh i'm not like red through and through but you know i've, I've shot a lot kind of, of our cameras bro. yeah <laughs> yeah just say uh, i gotta represent you know the red beard no i i, I love i love airy but i love red i've shot sony's i've shot every you know pretty much anything but um i have a red just because i like the color science and it just makes sense for right. me for fashion stuff so that does make sense cool it's a fun world out there very expensive world out there yeah. and relate awesome everybody's right. got their stuff in there well thank you all so much for being here um this was really fun and it's a small that. world that just got this. smaller uh but thank you all so much for yeah. being on the panel with us today and thank you to everybody who's watching live and who is watching the replay whenever that is whenever you're tuning in but um yeah thank you all so so much and happy wednesday have a great evening or I was going to say it's evening because it's evening here. Have a great evening and we hope to see you all again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Bye, Bye Bonnie. Nice Thank you. you. Bye. Good chat, Bye. Bye. guys. Good, Pleasure meeting good all of you. All that. I think I hope yeah, to work you with you. Sit your, yeah. Heck yeah. I hope, to, I hope to work with all of you. We have to come together. I know. I, well, she knows DK and Liz, so that puts her in the inner circle. So. Yeah. Uh, nice yeah, chance, no, Olivia. Tell yeah, us the name of the show. Yeah. Oh, I want to know where the Scientology is safe I know we got to hang out. I'm curious. All right. Email, we'll, leave email. we'll leave with that mystery. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Uh, later, guys. You might be looking at Shoot Stop video and thinking, so how does this all work? Is this about A, setting up the whole crew for me, B, just giving me options and having me handle it, or C, something in between? Well, it's D, all of the above. To put it simply, we're here to help you in any way that we can to get the crew and talent you need for your next production. We believe that every level of video production can benefit from a well-maintained list of qualified crew members for every position. This goes for pre-pro, on set, and for post. Every project is different, so if you need a producer to help manage the decision-making process, then we can totally do that. If you're already a producer and want to build your own crew from scratch, then go for it. We're here to make your next production a success. And if you are crew or talent looking for producers that want you, then you've come to the right place. Sign up now, and also leave a referral for any solid people that you know that are already on here. Thank you for considering Shoot Stop Video, and happy shooting!